Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Romans 10. Let's begin today by going back to the beginning of the book of Romans, where in chapter 1, verse 16, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Paul is unashamed of the gospel, and he is committed clearly to the spread of the gospel. And what we will see in Romans 10 should remind us to be people who follow in those footsteps. We should be people who are unashamed of the gospel and committed to the spread of the gospel. And that's what we will see in Romans 10. Now, again, Romans 10 picks up the question in all of Romans 9 through 11. Paul is very much concerned about the salvation of his fellow Israelites. And yesterday we reflected on the question of, well, why are some saved and others aren't? And it really comes down to the mercy of God in election. While sometimes we try to explain that away, that doesn't work. And sometimes we then use that idea of election to downplay uh, to an unbiblical extent human responsibility. And Romans 10 is going to highlight again some things that the Bible makes it clear we are responsible for. Now, at the beginning of the chapter, Paul again returns to his desire. We saw that at the beginning of chapter 9. He had sorrow and anguish in his heart for the Israelite people who were unsaved. Today, he begins by saying, Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. His desire is their salvation. And then he says, For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So again, he's saying they're pursuing righteousness through the law. That's not how it's done. Righteousness is gained by faith in Christ, which is one of the main arguments we've seen him make earlier in the book of Romans. And and he goes on in this next section to make the point of uh, the gospel message is clear, and there's an extent to which it is simple. Uh, It's not about keeping the law, but then it's not about some spiritual odyssey. And that's the idea of verse 6 and 7. But the righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, right? It's not about some odyssey where you've got to go to heaven and get Christ and bring him down, or you've got to go down into the abyss and bring Christ up. No, verse 8, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. The gospel message is simple. Believe. Verse 9, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The message of the gospel is simple. Respond in faith to Christ. 
Now, the Bible does, I think, bring a lot of clarity to what saving faith looks like, that there is the demons who believe and even tremble, but are not saved. And so I think this is a true faith, even that doesn't just say Jesus is Lord, but that's a a true um, position of your heart, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But that, in the end of the day, is a simple message. This is what Christ has done. As we saw back in chapter three, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Believe in him. Respond in faith. That is the simple message of the gospel. And those that respond to that message will be saved. Verse 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So first and foremost, Today, we need to ask the question, have you responded to the gospel? Have you responded in faith? Have you confessed with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, he is the master? And have you believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead? And have you called on the name of the Lord? Have you transferred your trust to Jesus Christ? If you have, then you will be saved. That is the clear yet simple message of the gospel. The gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Are are you someone who has believed? And then Paul goes on to make clear, not only do we have the responsibility to believe, and again, notice these things, Uh, Chapter 9 makes, I think, some very compelling arguments about the decisive role of God in election. But chapter 10 reminds us that in no way downplays our responsibility uh, to believe in the gospel or to spread the gospel. And, And that's where we really struggle as humans with God's sovereignty and human responsibility. We want to know how these things reconcile. But frankly, I think we are more determined to reconcile these things than the Bible is. Frankly, because the Bible doesn't see a big problem here where we do. The Bible puts these truths side by side and has no problem with it. God is sovereign. Humans are responsible. And if we try to go and and figure out ways that make sense to us to reconcile these things, I think ultimately that will be a losing task. It's better to simply accept these things are true. And if if you're looking for more of an explanation on that, I would highly recommend a book called Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God by J.I. Packer, where he talks about this idea and uses the term antinomy, two truths that seem opposed to each other, but they're not. Or I think of an old quote from C.H. Spurgeon when someone asked him, how do you try to reconcile God's sovereignty and human responsibility? He says, I don't. I would never try to reconcile friends. And that's the way the Bible presents these truths. They're friends. They go together. That doesn't always work for us, but that's where we need to realize the problem is in how I'm understanding it, probably. It's definitely not in God and how he's explaining it or how things are. Because Romans 10 very much 
highlights, we need to respond by believing in the gospel. And then it goes on, well, we have the responsibility to proclaim the gospel. As it goes on to say, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him in whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So there we see there is an essential human role in proclaiming the gospel. That people won't believe if they don't hear. They won't hear unless somebody proclaims the message. And they're not going to proclaim the message unless they are sent. And I think that gets us thinking about Paul and how he and at first Barnabas were sent out by the church at Antioch to go to new places where people had not heard the gospel and to start churches there. And so we need today to be people who know, well, I've got to proclaim the gospel because if people haven't heard it, they won't believe. And we need to be a part of sending. That's why churches should be committed to church planting, whether that's even in regions close to them, but also with an eye to unreached people in places where the gospel still needs to be proclaimed. There's a responsibility on us to get the message out. And I guarantee you, there are people around you, wherever you live, that have never heard the gospel. And on top of that, we know the reality of billions around the world that do not know the good news of Jesus Christ. And our response should not be, well, Romans chapter 9 says, God shows mercy on whom he has mercy. So if God wants to show mercy to those people, he'll show mercy to those people. He doesn't need me to do that. No, the Bible teaches we have a responsibility. God will use us to do that, but we need to respond in obedience to proclaim the gospel. So examine your own life today. Are you someone that is seeking to be a part of this process of the Bible and the gospel being proclaimed and people being sent. And that could look so many different ways. I think in a healthy Christian life, part of that just needs to be you personally. You have family, coworkers, neighbors, friends, acquaintances that need to hear the gospel. How are they going to hear unless someone tells them? Who better to tell them than you? You should be seeking to proclaim the gospel. And you should be seeking to be a part of a local church. God's plan ultimately for the evangelization of the world is the local church. Even when Paul talks about being sent there and you look at his missionary journeys, the pattern was we go into a town, we proclaim the gospel, we start a church. That was the pattern. And so that's what we should want to see continuing to happen today. Churches being planted, the gospel being proclaimed through those churches and people getting saved. And we still have so much work to do. And every Christian should be longing to be a part of that. So we have a responsibility, but the chapter ends with reminding us where our responsibility comes to an end, though, because we cannot control the results, as it says in verse 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. So we have a job to proclaim the gospel, but not everyone will obey the gospel. And then the rest of the chapter really highlights how so many of the Jewish people, they have heard the gospel but they're refusing to obey it. They are a, as it says in the last verse of the chapter, a disobedient and contrary 
people. And unfortunately, you will experience that. You will proclaim the gospel, but people will not obey the gospel. What does that mean to obey the gospel? Well, the gospel message comes with some commands. Repent and believe. Turn from your sin and put your trust in Christ. Not everyone is going to respond that way. But that's not your responsibility to manipulate the response of the people listening to you. Your responsibility is to declare the simple yet profound message of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation. So as we go through Romans 9, Romans 10, again, we're we're going through some deep, deep waters. But again, my prayer is that we would lean into the message of the Bible. So we wouldn't be afraid to say, well, the reason I'm saved is because God showed mercy to me. He chose me. And then we'd also be unashamed to say, well, God makes it clear we have a responsibility to proclaim the gospel and we have a responsibility to obey the gospel. And I pray that we would not see God's sovereignty and human responsibility as enemies or that we would even see these things in conflict at all with each other, but that we would truly see these things, I would argue, as the Bible does, as friends. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.